Well, welcome back, Chris. Returning guest on our, our Live and Learn podcast. Um, I think after the success of our last one across navigating cross-cultural teams, you're back to discuss um, embracing learning in the flow of work with yes. us today. Yes, very, very exciting topic and one I'm very passionate about, so I'm glad to be here. <laughs> and I think you framed this quite nicely. It's not embracing it, which is which is the title. It's you've got no choice, <laughs> which I quite like. That frames <laughs> the discussion I think we're going to have today, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. Should we do it? It's already happening. <laughs> uh, don't have a choice. It's going on. Yes, and I think that's a lot of that is people, how they consume content in their own time, mm-hmm. whether it's Netflix, Amazon Prime or, or Spotify or whatever it is. And then that's inflating their expectations of how they they learn at work, right? Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think the it's not to say that the world of the workshop or the, or the seminar has has died because yeah. they still have their place. Um, but in the workplace or the work environment, it's yeah, pe- people are learning when they want. They're learning on their schedule rather yep. than, um, for example, the schedule of an L and D manager. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 definitely changed. Uh, in the 10 plus years I've been in L&D, definitely. Well, I think there's lots of studies that people have kind of maximum 24 minutes a week, which to be honest, I think it seems quite a lot now actually, um, mm. to commit to development and, and improving and, and training and so on. Um, so that the windows are getting smaller, I think, especially with the pandemic, isn't it? Where remote working has been great and I think that's been widespread, but people can be busier despite saving on commute time, I think. More is expected. Yeah, exactly. And I think I, I think the the lack of commute, I think you've nailed it in the head there. Uh, it's people if they were if they wanted to learn, whether it was listen to an audio book or um, listen to the news or whatever, yeah. then the commute's the perfect time to do it. Or this podcast, of course. Of of course, this podcast. Yes, Absolutely. I'm expecting everybody <laughs> mind the doors. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, that's when that's when you do it. But when you no longer have a commute, you know, there's only like the intro of a podcast you can hear between your bedroom and your living room yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> well absolutely. that was that's my learning done thanks <laughs> four steps uh so yeah it's the expectation and when people log on they they think that they have to work so i think learning in the flow of work is is so important in this day and age to learner engagement but also learner empowerment yeah. um which is so difficult well was difficult to achieve now is it's it's happening how can l and d and businesses capitalize on it yeah exactly and i guess your your video yeah well placed to talk about this because you've, you've got experience with little i think you were there 16 years yep. a long time yeah um you've moved on to uh Norsella and you've evaluated as well mm-hmm. um and you're a trainer at heart i think that was when you first joined l and d you 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 and you still yeah. do a lot of trainers at sessions so yeah it's it's i think we, we all have areas l and d such a wide uh industry and you there's so many different roles you can take um but for me the the best part of my job still is delivering training yeah uh it's it's seeing the light bulb moments even even if i could be delivering to 40 people if only one of those 40 people have a light bulb moment that's it my day's made um just seeing people go oh yeah i can do it differently boom fine (laughs) days of success um but yeah delivery for me is is fantastic but Definitely since the pandemic, even more so in the role I'm in now with teams globally across different time zones, different territories, delivery is, is almost non-existent. A lot more of it is um, is done ad hoc. I get people asking me questions. Chris, can you just jump on a call and uh, help with this topic kind of thing? There is still a place for workshops, for seminars, for webinars um, in cascade of, of, of information. 
but from a training perspective yeah delivery is the highlight of my job i absolutely love it but the need for it and the want for it the the days of in in my experience so far the days of six seven eight hour sessions where you get everyone gone yeah um i think that the longest session i've run uh, in the last 12 months has been three and a half hours okay yeah um and that was very it was very targeted like it was great but when you're when you've got short period of time people are engaged that little bit more um i think for all day sessions people are going right okay there'll be like an hour of icebreakers then there'll be Lunch content the, yeah <laughs> and you're just like yeah this is really protracted out but um for for condensed sessions that the learners are a bit more engaged but even still three and a half hours now it, it is a struggle to keep people's yeah, attention absolutely. and people just aren't used to it um and i think for workshops or, or for in-person sessions they're a lot more interactive than they used to be like don't have them i don't have them sitting down um it's give them tasks oh, to do yep. um get them up and moving around the room learning in the flow of work just in time learning is definitely the the new normal um and it's i think it was it was always there before yeah yeah that's it but it was there before in a more transactional need yeah uh i think with again it's probably this is probably one of these things is you've you've always known about it you've just not maybe known it as learning in the flow of work or prioritized it or talked about it in that context or yeah. exactly but we've all done it we've all how is it i do this formula again well, you, wa- you watch a youtube video <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you you use uh google to to work it all out and you're like oh that's how it that's learning in the flow of work or on the office when it was five days a week for a lot of people getting someone to quickly show you it or yeah about the 70 20 10 model or, or whatever a hundred percent and i think it's always been there but no one's considered that as learning because yes. it's not taking place in the classroom and it's not tracked maybe sometimes either on an lms or e- exactly um and i think lms's are great for recording training but they're also a hindrance because people think if it's not recorded it didn't it happen. never happened yeah <laughs> you're like no and then it's not tracked and then the return investment isn't there yeah exactly so i think learning in the flow of work has become more obvious to the industry or um to businesses because there's no need for people to block out a day or half a day of of learning if they've got 30 minutes or if they've got an hour they'll they'll fill that with something they need to know whether that is to improve their time management skills or whether it is to work out the best way to do power bi reporting they'll work out they'll they'll do it themselves the trick or the challenge facing L&D professionals is how do we enable that successfully and how do we how do we help the learners go forward rather than go well they can google it <laughs> it's not structured though it's a lot of people want the LMS to be a google of learning the amount of times yeah. I've heard that is, uh, oh yes I've heard that hundreds of times I think yeah everything yeah they'll just google the LMS or google <laughs> that's also an option yeah, just em- embrace things that outside the LMS really mm-hmm. sometimes is, is, is possible, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But I think to to what you mentioned earlier is content also can't be hours long. No. You know, it, it needs to be bite-sized. It needs to be digestible. I won't, if, the, if there's a YouTube video that's more than five minutes, I don't click on it. Yeah, no, no. 
you got uh, it's two minutes to me. You've obviously you obviously uh, got better attention span than me, but yeah, two minutes <laughs> is my kind of like mark. Yeah, you're like. I don't have time for this. No, it's all I need to work out is where is the bracket going or where, <laughs> where where's the where's the and sign? I can't work this one out. And like, oh, fine, done. That's that's once I've got the answer, move on. And I think that is also the challenge facing um, L and D is that we run the risk of learning becoming more transactional. Yeah. You know, once I've got the answer, I stop listening. Yeah. That's yeah, it. No, nope, once once I've got it, move on. You're like. No, we need we need to find or reflect on it or yeah. Yeah. The challenge is, is is not just making content available for people to to go, whether it's a repository or whatever, but it's making it's drawing them in. Yeah. We all fall down TikTok, YouTube rabbit holes. You know, you just watch one video and before you know it, it's three days, you your beard's like four <laughs> centimeters longer, you've not eaten. Uh, you know, we've all, we've all done it. Um, but we want to do the same for learners. You want them to go into a library or you want them to, to research something that leads to, A leads to B that leads to C. That's that's what you want. And it's, it's creating a pathway without them knowing. So they are learning in the flow of work, but something else tickles their fancy. And they're going, oh, I got the answer I needed, but I'm going to bookmark this and I'm going to come back yeah. to it when I've yeah. got my next 30 minutes spare. And that is, it's a way of drawing learners in to learn without them knowing, but also it's providing them the resource they need in that instance. How do I fix this Excel spreadsheet? How do I improve my sales techniques? I've got the answer, but I'm interested in this, so I'm going to bookmark it. You know, that's why your YouTube videos all are down the right-hand side of your screen. Yeah. This, you would be interested in this. I would be, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what day is it? Yeah, it's it's definitely a change in, in learner habits from when I joined L and D. And it's uh, I think asking our audience to stick with us, but I guess the kind of it is a slight shameless plug, but it is relevant for the topic. Is I guess learning the flow of work when you start working video arts and little change mm. outlook quite a bit when we, we were prepping this episode. Um, we there's lots of use of QR codes and different techniques to get people engaged, especially the kind of white and blue collar workers. And there's that to consider. Not everyone's in an office or, mm. or has a access to emails and so on. Just talk us through that journey a little, I guess, because you know a lot went on there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, and my interaction with video arts was my first foray into learning in the flow of work. And for me, yes, I've moved on uh, to to a different role. But for me, that's still in the back of my mind as the the gold standard. What did I do with video arts? How can I maintain that? Um, but yeah, for for when we started working together, it was the repository that of learning videos that video arts has was second to none. It was, it's great and it's all bite size. It's all um, digestible really, really quickly. Perfect. Someone only has 10 minutes or they hear refer to something, they can watch the video. Perfect, that's great. We put QR codes around so people were then able to access the content on personal devices in um, break rooms, welfare areas across the organization. It was all put up so people could learn when they wanted to and more importantly if they wanted to um it's not a, you know it, it's not forcing it down their their throats it's a, it's here check it out so yeah we had scan qr codes and again it's a, that's a, that's a change in learning as well it's learning on personal yes um but it's also learning on mobile devices rather than you know company search stations company computers company networks it's a it's embracing if everyone's got a phone and is on it a lot. Exactly. So embrace it. Exactly. So it's it's utilizing that. It's then going, where else can we incorporate this repository? 
and employee apps, intranet sites. Socials. Yeah, socials, definitely. Um, Integrating it into existing learning resources as well, whether they are workshops Mm -hmm. um, that may have still been being run or nice-to-haves, you know, um, whether it was... uh, I I remember one of the big successes we had... uh, within Lidl was a, it was a well-being initiative. It was, I think it was mental health. Absolutely, yep. Obviously a lot of businesses now do a lot of communications and a, and a lot of, around it, quite rightly so. Um, but we were then able to further utilize the learning repository from Video Arts and go, well, scan this QR code. And not only do you get taken to Video Arts, but the QR code takes you directly to this package. You know, going back to my, er- my earlier point was they learned all they wanted to about mental health and then we drew them in with other things other things oh look here is management techniques here's a conversation or whatever exactly um and that really really helped and uh to my knowledge we got quite good statistics out of it but i think the the other challenge that we face and you mentioned it uh blue collar versus white collar is the organization i'm in now everyone is desk based so a learning repository really i could just do one in one one solution really i can have different avenues to get to that yes. solution but i can really just do one solution in a different organization such as a retailer you've got direct customer facing roles you've got operational roles you've got roles that will never touch a computer how do you make things accessible to them and that is where from a learning and development perspective there is a big overlap between your internal comms team strategy avenues kind of marketing in some ways isn't it yeah exactly because everybody knows what your function is everybody knows oh if we need support there's L&D but shouting about a resource to say you don't have to come to me anymore you can do this yourself <laughs> um, is that is yeah it's, it's a big internal marketing piece but it's, it's supporting L- all, all areas of the business in that learning in their flow and, and when they need to learn or when not even when they need to learn when they want to learn yeah, I think that's the key difference, isn't it, as well? Mm. Yeah, if, if somebody needs to learn something, especially if we look at compliance Com- topics, yeah, comp- is, is the then one. they do it. Um, you know, it's a, this is mitigating business risk, do it, do it. <laughs> but if they want, if they don't want to learn how to be a better leader and they don't want to learn how to improve their time management, stakeholder management, whatever, then they're not going to do it. Um, but if you're empowering them to say, you can learn whenever you want, because we have all of these resources. You market it and get the awareness and maybe yeah. a brand or wh- whatever, how you do it. Exactly. And you're t- and the digital content that you that we've <laughs> got at Video Arts, that's how people digest everything nowadays. It's it's video content. So um it it makes it that part makes market internal marketing a little bit easier. The famous faces help is a bit of a, well, a way to yes, get that, that, yes, that, <laughs> that's also true. You know this person from insert show here. They're <laughs> also about to tell you how to how to manage mental health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to pick up what was interesting is um, we mentioned the top of this episode about embracing learning the flow of work and mm-hmm. it, it's it's here and it's been here a while. It's it's getting that maybe senior leadership buy-in um, because typically traditionally people pay for classroom sessions they purchase a large LMS for quite a lot of money mm. and your then your job is to prove return investment on that through logins and usage and yeah. compliance courses and so on. How have you seen shifts in senior leadership teams? Could be little, your current role or both, just since the pandemic maybe. Are people accepting you're not always gonna have a direct return investment link to learning the flow of work. 
but it's necessary. Have you found that kind of struggle? Yeah, I, in my personal experience, it's kind of gone the other way in that Interesting, okay. the return of investment question is the biggest question that I get asked. Yeah. And I think that's because of all this remote working. Everybody wants to ensure that it's, it's not necessarily a lack of trust, but it's that everyone wants to make sure that, listen, we need to, we need to you know, we're no longer, I don't know, paying rent for a building, for example, because, you know, half the people are working from home. That's great, but we still need to be hitting our business targets. Yeah. Which, fair point, you know, don't hit your targets, no revenue, no jobs. So, completely agree. But there's, there is still a lot, that ROI question is more, because I think before it was, a lot of people would just assume, yeah, yeah, fine, we'll, we'll let you away for a workshop, we'll let you do this, well, yeah, that's not a problem. Now it's up a t- but times money chris how, how can you let <laughs> hold on what? um so yeah for for me that c-suite champion i'm very lucky i have two on my um Perfect. Uh, on my global exec team which is fantastic uh but for me i don't necessarily f- focus on workshops uh we've actually removed them all uh, the only okay. ones we do are uh leadership but that's because we do them across the group as opposed to everyone in the different companies group. we do them group wide so it fosters networking um but everything else they've been completely removed um and we've it's it's building that resource for employees um and for our teams to say it's here you can you can do what you want um and allowing drop-in sessions to come because then that way you're not saying everyone's going ah you're learning because they need to because that it, they need it for their job. You're like, yep, fine. And for some reason, that I can get over the line better than a four-hour workshop. I don't know how, but I'm, I'm able to get that <laughs> over the line a lot, quicker, a lot easier. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's still there, but it, it needs to. Be, I think that question frustrates a lot of HR people because when you deal with people, the metrics are can't always be tangible. No, and I think it does frustrate people, but it it needs to be there because. It's you know it's getting the balance, isn't it? Yeah, someone someone has a profit and loss sheet to manage, and it, you know it, we need they they need to be able to do their job. Um, but it's th- for me, I've I have found it changed since the pandemic, but I've found it go the other way, and uh, I need to demonstrate it a lot more than yeah, it's fine, Chris. You can train people crap up. <laughs> okay, thanks. You've always got to be a lot a lot smarter with a, a kind of typical uh, leadership development program, or obviously you design it for your audience and the end mm-hmm. user, but Maybe you just got to factor in what people want, but also the return investment. And the, there's, a, there's a marriage there, isn't there? There's a bit of a compromise sometimes mm-hmm. with these things. Yeah, exactly. But I also think that from a return on investment, it doesn't always have to be monetary value. Um, That's a good point. I, one of the big selling points that we had for video arts was, um, yes, okay, you know, we're paying for the service, but look at the amount of clicks look at the amount of hours that are being watched and you're like you know you're growing as an organization that's your return on, on investment your your knowledge economy is growing your people are learning um i think it was leadership was one of our biggest ones uh, in little you know it, it was workshop based and non-workshop based but you're going i'm not even forcing this down people's throat and it's our biggest topic um and that that was a really good roi and it was like, yeah, this is the investment, but this is the monetary investment, but look at the hours returned. 
and that can turn up things like retention, keeping your talent. You know, there's lots of there's a long list of those things that yeah don't always link directly, but there's there's mm. a path there, isn't there? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Cool. So we always end our episodes with a, a, a live and learn um, story yes. or, or share, which you know you're, you're returning. I me- remember the last one? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so if, if you were to go back, what would your kind of live and learn be from learning the flow of work? We mentioned a lot of success stories there. Mm-hmm. Maybe a mistake or something. If you had your time again, um, or if you, you're planning another another workshop or whatever what would be your kind of takeaway for people live and learn for learning in the, f- in the flow of work put you on the spot yeah put me on, I mean, <laughs> put me on the spot we did last episode so I should know this by now um, again I, I know I use Microsoft Excel in this example of, of learning in the flow of work um, but for, for me I think the biggest lesson I would say to myself is don't do don't do classroom sessions for um, practical skills uh, learning on the job, being able to directly apply it has meant uh, the, the stuff that I have learned in Excel, for example, uh, on my own and not in a, in a fake classroom setting and you know fake sets, fake data sets, um, I've retained a lot more. So That's yeah, for, for, for me, I would go if it's, if it's transactional. Learn um, the flow of work is far better. And do, do it yourself rather than being, yeah. Well, I agree with that. Yeah, well, yourself. I mean, if you've got someone sitting next to you and you go, you know, yeah. two, two heads are always better than one. But yeah, I think taking charge of that learning yourself definitely far better. So there's certain things that lend themselves to learn the flow of work mm. and some that don't, maybe, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. No, but thank you, Chris. That's been really helpful. And, and I'm sure lots of people will take a lot of learnings from that and they can use in their organizations. And as a returning guest, our first returning guest, a big right. thank you for joining us again and putting up with me and um, (laughs) and giving us your time. Always a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. Correct answer. (laughs) 